So we figured we'd get together and do a update to our conversation about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, since leading into it, our last conversation, there's been a lot of news and updates and losing of Spider-Mans, then regaining of Spider-Mans. Yes. <laughs> they just kept teasing us and breaking our hearts until they could just be like, and he's back. I just watched the uh, newest one for the first time the other day. Which one? Spider-Man? Far From Home? Far from home. It's a great flick. It was a, it was a great... Uh, if you look at the entire Infinity Saga, it's kind of like a... What did he do going on about <laughs> already? <laughs> yeah, it was just the, the perfect noise that your chair just made. It's that, <laughs> you just you kind of paused very ever so gently, right? and then you kept speaking. So, <laughs> I first tried to let it go, but I'm letting the skirt go on this one. <laughs> I even looked up at the ceiling fan, like, oh, I'm not gonna do it. Not making eye contact. Yeah, <laughs> but I just kept thinking, blue sugar, blue sugar. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> blue sugar story will come later. It will. I just got it about an hour ago. Well, within the last hour, it's pretty entertaining. So, we never really talked about Spider-Man and kind of how that ended off the Infinity Saga. And I thought it did a really good job. It was almost like a great post-credit scene to the entire saga. It did a really good job of closing out um, Spider-Man's current arc and pushing it pushing it into what's going to be the next arc. And thankfully, Sony and Marvel listened to Tom Holland crying about wanting to stay in the Marvel Universe and they worked that out. I think that's going to be... That's that's just going to keep going. Yeah. Sony's got to be able to... Um, they want to be able to connect to Venom and bring Spider-Man and Venom together so they got to have some um, power over the Spider-Man characters. So they're just going to keep farming it out I think one movie at a time with Marvel so right. they can use him as they want in between which makes sense. Well, it would be smart especially since uh, Far From Home was Sony's biggest blockbuster Ever. I mean, it brought in tons of money for them. So, and it seems like in the New Deal, they can make their own movies with him now, but still have him be part of the MCU because there's still rumors of him uh, being in a Venom movie and such as that. That would be cool. I mean, I think they could pump fake what they want about pulling Spider Man and all that, but that money's going to talk. They're definitely going to continue with the Spider Man with. Holland and all that because that that's what's bringing the money. I mean, look look back at like you said, all the other Sony movies they put out didn't do what Far From Home did. So no. why would you stop that money train if you're just looking at it just from Sony as a business? Obviously, you know there's you know the love for the comics and the making the movies and all that, but just as a business in general, Sony I don't think they're going to stop that. They'd be foolish to. 
Absolutely. And I just hope they break the curse of the third Spider-Man movie. Yeah, true. Because, yeah. uh, well, it, unless it's Amazing Spider-Man, then it was the second right. Spider-Man movie. Um, or I guess, who who here doesn't like the Andrew Garfield movies at all? I think I there's one of us. Um, no, I'm in Mike or, or okay. Jeff. I, I don't mind him because I like Andrew Garfield. You know? Right. I think that he did a good job of playing the character that they had a script for. Yeah. Have you guys seen the first one? Well, the first one I thought was really good. Um, the second one I thought could have been really good, but there was just way too much well, power so into it. He looked 18, let alone... Yeah. Like, like a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. He looked like a third. It's like, there was like 21 Jump Street with Johnny Depp and Richard Rico. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Where they, where they had to pass as high school students yeah. undercover. Yeah, I'm not buying it. But, but uh, I mean, there's a lot of... Well, what about the... Uh, hopefully everyone's seen it. We're giving spoilers out because we really are beyond caring at this point. But the I've credits. seen it, and everyone else has seen it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Zach has seen a movie. He watches the bootlegs. Yeah, that's usually that's usually it's what been I seen in third world countries at this point. Okay. Right, that's what I gauge it by. If Zach's seen it, I'm like, oh, well, all the world's seen it. Safe to talk about. Yeah. So you had two post-credit scenes. One set up um, Spider-Man's going forward when his identity is revealed, mm-hmm. which was rude, by the way. <laughs> I was a little disappointed in Mysterio throughout the movie, but anyway. I was disappointed in the character a little bit. But I loved Jake Gyllenhaal yes. playing him, and he just him and and um, Tom Holland appear to have a really good yeah. like working relationship, and it was really cool. You could see it in their interactions, so I thought that was fun to see. But I I will say that the the Samuel Jackson and whether it was fake or real, that really left my head spinning for a while. Like, what Samuel L. Jackson was real, which one wasn't, and how much of it was with cameras, and that left me... I watched it last night on DVD, and it still kind of left me, like, wait a minute, what point is it a video, and he's just pulled into that world, and what part is it actually, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, the one where he does. But the second scene, speaking of Samuel L. Jackson, was Samuel L. Jackson, obviously... Yeah, uh, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Um, in space. Right. As part of a space station, which really sets up what Marvel plans to do next. Right. Well, going back to the uh, the identity reveal scene, I thought it was awesome they got J.K. Simmons to come back as yes. J. Jonah Jameson. Because, mm. uh, you know, he played him all through the first, uh, at least the first two Tobey Maguire films. I, the third one's kind of sketchy to me because I think about halfway through I mentally checked out of that movie because I was like, wow, this he is horrible. He dancing when he was walking. Yeah. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> but J.K. JK Simmons has been in so many different things. Like the first time I ever saw him was in Oz and he played a really strong character that you pretty much hated. So just the fact that he come, that he's playing Jameson who... Because he's seen a thing or two. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in everything. He's in DC. Yep. Yeah. He's he's crossing over a lot of different things, and he's he's just a very powerful supporting actor. He it's, is. It's fun to see him work. Well, I've seen him. Um, there was a starring role he played where um, he had a son who uh, was a, I, my wife would know she'd love the movie. He had a son who was a musician who was also an addict, and he was the father struggling with keeping his son alive. 
And, um, you know, it, it was a really good story. And one of these days I'll look it up and be able to say what it is probably while someone else is talking next. Yeah. Um, so if someone jumps in, then he yeah. can Google it. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of like a jump in and bail me out, guys. Yeah. No, he, he just yeah. played, he played the part so well. So I'm yeah. glad that he was yeah. back. And then the fact that he is, uh, the fact that he's now, or it sets up the cosmic scale events, uh, since we already know with the next phase and the announcements that we'll get to later, well, not announcements, but the announcements that came out of Comic-Con that everyone else has already talked about that we're now talking about. Well, when we say it, it means something. That's right. It does. Yeah. And it'll probably have some type of weird, funny slant to it. Uh, but um, sure. the fact that uh, it it's sets that up. He is. That's why I yeah. said it's just for I, him. No, I was trying to say because you see the thing or just Speaking yeah. of so speaking of Zachisms, um, Zach just realized that J.K. Simmons is also the farmer's insurance guy. We are farmers. Um, but anyway, so it sets up the cosmic, especially bringing back the scrolls, because, um, you know, when they first announced that the scrolls were going to be in Captain Marvel, everyone was like, ooh, secret invasion. And then, you know, the way that movie turned out, the scrolls not necessarily being the bad guys, right. that group of scrolls were refugees. This kind of sets that up again because now you have established characters that are being played by Skrulls. Now, with Fury's obvious permission, and he's running a covert operation that uses Skrulls as him, basically. But still, that sets up a lot. Like, who else? Has been. Yeah. Uh, has been assumed. And I wonder if, like, you know, I've wondered for a while if Black Widow is actually if Natasha Romanoff was actually the one that fell to her death and died in Endgame. Yeah. That's an easy twist they could plug in there. And then you've got the storyline that follows her that she's basically been replicated many times since before the Cold War era. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways they can go to keep Natasha Romanoff character going within the future movies. And Black Widow is already promised to be, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to take place right after Winter Soldier. I don't know if you guys knew that, but that's the time frame they're going to fill. But it's also supposed to have continuity with Marvel moving forward. So I I would think that they've got to have a little bit of safety ground there that if the movie is the hit they're hoping it's going to be, they've got to continue. So I don't think I don't think her Scarlett Johansson's character is dead. No, because I wrote a note and told them I don't care by any means bring her back. So, <laughs> that that was they important. They would probably listen to that. Yeah, of course, yeah, they would. They, they would definitely listen. So it'll be interesting to see because you, you know we were talking about the, the San Diego Comic Con right. news release, and they actually it just had um, was it Moscow Comic Con with some more news, coming, more details mm-hmm. with what they already have. You just want me? It's beautiful. You should should have done that with their music. He's like, I can't click a pen, so now I'm home. Okay. <laughs> but, so Black Widow comes out May 1, 2020, and then the very next one that comes out fall 2020 is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is going to be on the Disney Plus live right. service. And you've got to wonder, you've almost got two Cold War era um, characters, agents there. You're right. Are their stories going to overlap at all? Well, they did in the comics majorly. I mean, they actually had a romantic relationship in the comics because, uh, you know, back in the day when Natasha was being trained in the Red Room, the Winter Soldier was the trainer of the assassins from the Red Room. So they tied in really well. So they haven't even touched that mm-hmm. um, in the movies. 
But it's um, that brings up another interesting thing. You brought up the Disney Plus shows. Uh, there, it's rumored that basically Marvel TV will essentially be phasing out and be taken over by. It's not rumored anymore. Right. Uh, last week, I think um, Marvel TV was mm-hmm. folded under Marvel okay. Entertainment. All right, then it, it's, so it's all under yeah, one this just right. saying it's not rumored anymore. All right, yeah. it's official. I'm yeah. telling you the truth. But, uh, no, I read an article last week that um, it's it's all under one house now. Yeah. Awesome. Tim wrote a note. I needed clarity. Yeah, I did. Well, that's that's awesome because I know there's a there was a petition at uh, New York Comic Con save Daredevil. That's like the biggest. Uh, Thing. They want they want um, Daredevil yeah. saved and well, brought in. There's some noise coming out of that venue too. That Marvel's allegedly trying to negotiate with Netflix to get at least the Punisher because they want John Bernthal. Bernthal. Mm-hmm. They want him to keep playing the character, and they want to move over to FX. They want to put their edgier stuff on FX and not have it on Disney Plus because they want Disney Plus to be more PG thirteen and less. So they're willing to carry it over on FX, which I think Hulu carries too. Which would go perfect with the Disney Plus because Hulu's part of that deal. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get Hulu and ESPN with Disney Plus oh. for about seven dollars a month. So, like, how do you know this stuff though? That's that's what I want to. How do you know all this stuff? Goodbye to cable. <laughs> <laughs> Comcast, if you're paying attention, Atlantic Broadband, because your days are numbered. Well, and um, at also Comic Con, they had the actor who plays uh. Kingpin and interviewed him. Um, Vincent. Zanofrio, yeah. Yeah. He's been big on trying to get that, you know, risen from the dead. Right. So that, that would be pretty incredible. And just hearing that all that's now folding in. So now it can all, like, it was loosely related because in the Netflix series, they talked about the event in New York, which is basically the invasion from Avengers. And they did the same thing in S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Um, it was loosely just referred to. Meanwhile, all this other stuff happened. So the movies that were announced this past summer uh, for the next phase in Marvel movies was Black Widow in 2020, The Eternals in 2020, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in 2021, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in 2021, Spider-Man 3, which hopefully does not fall under the curse of the third Spider-Man film in 2021, and Thor, Love and Thunder in 2021. That sounds like an album, dude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or a beard oil. Or a yeah. Or a, <laughs> it's funny to see what they added for a friend. The announcements come out of <laughs> the announcements come out of San Diego Comic Con back in the beginning of August. Versus what we additionally know. I mean, they no Marvel's not even close to stopping with the news. Right. But you got Spider Man's been added. That was kind of big news. But you have Moon Knight. That was added. That, right. You know, it wasn't even part of what they were talking about. They said there was more to come. Now, so the, the series that were introduced were um, Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye. And I think the one we can actually probably go the most into where we're not covering what other people have said is the What If series. Because mm-hmm. there's so much you can look for there and so much fun they can have with that. Um, but in addition to that, they announced Moon Knight. That's going to be a series, but I find that probably be the most interesting one because Moon Knight's the one character who constantly crosses it over yeah. everyone's everyone's world in the Marvel world, and they just uh, released the graphic novel, which was a one and done as an annual right. for Moon Knight, to just kind of set up the fact that he's going to be traveling basically through time 
Yeah, and he's um he's in the new series with a uh, um it's a all the Robert E. Howard characters, Conan, Solomon Kane, the one I've never heard of before. Well, I've heard of it but never read. Um so yeah, he he's going to be more prevalent in um a lot of stuff, comics and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um Hawkeye is another great one, especially if they base any of it on the Matt Fraction series. Um where it's just kind of like Hawkeye's essentially kind of this mess up and he's taking on the Russian mafia. So it's a him versus a bunch of guys running around in tracksuits. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually announced they're going to cover some of his, um, um, what's, what's the character he just played? He converted over to an end game. Oh, Ronan. Yeah. They're actually yeah. going to cover um, they announced that this week that some a lot of Hawkeye is going to cover Ronan. That's it's cool. also going to train. It's also going to cover his training of Kate Bishop. Nice. Which is really cool because now we have Kate Bishop. Now we have Casey Lang. Mm-hmm. And now we have uh, what's Harley's last name from Iron Man three. You've got three of the young Avengers already in place, mm-hmm. and they've only got two oh, more yeah. to introduce, and they're going in depth in Hawkeye. Yep. They're definitely not done with Casey Lang. Yeah, so they'll so they'll have yeah, they'll have the next generation that they can uh play off of. I, well I know they're doing Miss Marvel yes, as well. That's right. Yep. So um And they promised that Miss Marvel's character and the actress will absolutely be in the Marvel cinematic universe also. Right. So um but and also they're announcing I mean, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is supposed to be the first, like, horror-related Marvel movie, which is kind of neat. Yeah, but did you hear the director's take on that? What's that? Like, his idea of horror, he's like, if you look at the Steel, Steven Spielberg movies from, like, the early 80s and the mid-80s, like the, the Indiana Jones movies, like, they were adventurous, but they had scary moments. So, uh, I don't think it's going to be scary, totally, right. like, horror, blood and gore. And Some face-melting. Yeah, that's what I'm probably. Yeah, that's we have the you chose poorly moment going right. on from the last crusade or something. But you know, it's it's really cool to think that you know it's not going to be something that families still can't go to. I mean, it's going right. to be made for kids. It's going to be made for families. But as they've done with all these projects, there's nothing about it adults can't enjoy and, and get entertainment out of. Well, if they're going to go the full Indiana Jones route, I hope they bring back Sean Connery. Which probably How won't. Old is he now? He's not very old at all. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you say that to me, young man? But anyway. Pretty sure that voice is copyrighted. <laughs> probably. I hope they bring that Asian kid back. <laughs> he was hilarious. Short round. <laughs> yeah, was great. We're, we're, they're looking for a Goonies too, so you might get him either way. I think Sean Carney would do good in that movie too. He would do great. Yes. Absolutely awesome. Like I could do the truffle shuffle. Like pirate be great. The truffle okay. shuffle would be my dodge. <laughs> but um, anyway, so and then you have Thor Love and Thunder, which is one that's kind of uh, caused some controversy, especially since I know people are like, Thor can't be a girl because they announced that uh, Jane's going to be the god of thunder. So um, it's a. Uh, but it was it was a storyline, a well written storyline in the comics by Jason Aaron, who has like has a huge following in the comics, and they uh, so the fact that they're doing it in the movie, I can't wait to see how that turns out. Um, but 
So that, but it was funny because I've actually heard people complain about that. Like, and that's what everyone said. But Thor's his name. It is, but it's also, you know, they put that spell on a hammer that says if you can lift it, you're worthy right, right. of the power and of Thor. And Chris Hemsworth's character has already moved beyond the hammer. Right. You even saw at the end of Endgame who had the hammer. Cat. Cat America. Yeah. It had moved on. So well, Thor was too busy picking up beer. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think one of the really cool things you you're almost at where I was heading with my thought process. You can now pick up the modern comic books and start to kind of get a feel for where the movies yeah. cinematic world is going. Yep. You know, and it's really cool. And like Marvel has they're not just throwing stuff out there. They're being very careful and yep. very scripted. Hickman's new Powers of Ten and, and House of Oh yeah. It's only a six run issue for each of them, but it's very carefully scripted with the intention of sitting as it four new ones coming out this fall, offshoots of that. Yep. So and you've got to think that I mean, Hickman's writing everything the movies are covering anyway. Well, and it, foreshadowing is kind of brilliant the way he did it because that's how they could introduce the mutants into the MCU. Oh, they've been on this island, this island nation this entire time. Um, and, you know, a lot of what Hickman wrote in his Avengers run made it into Infinity War and Endgame. Endgame. Uh, Thanos' army, essentially, the Outriders, um, his uh, his lieutenants they were all those were all created by hickman yes so uh you know a lot of it made it in there so it's kind of uh, interesting you know he also played along with the uh captain america and iron man civil war i mean obviously mark millar did it first during um civil war but then later on hickman picked it up and he had them clashing um you know tony was a jerk and cap was like real set in his uh is kind of uh, purest ways, and it clashed just like it did. But well, they also synopsized the Captain America run of him being a Hydra agent in one line. They did in the movies <laughs> when he said, "Yeah, a Hydra to get the scepter back," and, and moved on from there. But you just did the entire series run with one line. That was pretty impressive, guys. It was, but it's uh, so it it's been kind of uh, interesting to see how they unfold, and I can't wait to see how. The rest of them unfold, um, and the TV shows. I mean, just the fact that it's all coming together, like WandaVision. Um, I, I'm interested in seeing that one too. I, I love. So, how do you think they bring Vision back? What's the storyline there? Okay, all right. There's the original storyline as everyone glazes over. Um, it, Dio just woke up, yeah. but no. Um, back back when I was a kid, back in the day, uh, no, in high school. <laughs> Zach wasn't even around. Um, Zach was listening to Prince, but uh, <laughs> but they um, Prince was still alive then. <laughs> this government agency comes in and they uh, because the Vision had hacked into and taken over essentially the world, and then decided at the last minute, ah, Avengers don't do this, and stepped down. So the government came, kidnapped him, and wiped him, like wiped his memory. So Hank Pym rebuilt him from scratch, but what was him basically was gone. And he had this pale color instead of the color he had. And he was basically like a robot, um, no emotion. And over the years, throughout multiple storylines by different writers, he ended up coming back to being the Vision again. So they've kind of done that already by taking the gem from him. Mm-hmm. So having that taken away kind of... 
set that up where he can be resurrected in the TV series. There's also, they haven't really played with Wanda's reality altering powers. And, you know, there was a few years ago where she was a villain and wiped out half the mutants by just saying no more mutants and used her reality powers. Well, actually, almost uh, 90% of the mutants she killed. There was only a small number left. So there's a bunch of different routes they can go with that. And I'm curious to see which ones they do. I hope they don't get cheap on us. Because they just explain that you can't alter your past by things just having not happened because your past becomes your present. However, that crazy... Right. Endgame time travel theory yeah. was. But say, I hope they, I hope they don't go cheap. Right. I hope they don't just go mad because the stone was returned to its place in time. Then Vision was still created by Tony Stark and and by um, Bruce Banner. Right. And that he because Thanos wasn't in the past didn't make it past that point because he jumped back in time and he couldn't take the stone out of his head. I hope they don't get that cheap. Right. I hope they. Well, I hope they explore a couple of the options you just gave us because I think that makes it really interesting, and it it doesn't cheapen what Endgame just gave us. Right. I feel they would do that in an actual comic book, but not in a movie where, because like in a comic book, we would just be used to that. Mm-hmm. Like that's just kind of at some point a person came back because someone else punched a hole in reality. You know. So that would be pretty normal, but for an actual movie like this, yeah, I don't think they'd go that that route. Well, the thing is, it's not a movie. It's like an eight to twelve episode series because it's Wanda Vision. It's it's something they can take time to set up. Right. So now they have time to let it mature and let it grow. Mm. So hopefully they they go that route, go a smarter route, which they haven't disappointed yet. So right. I am. I'm also, besides that, I'm looking forward to the Shang-Chi movie because I'm hoping that that will be what they could have done with Iron Fist. I mean, he has his own storyline, which is great. And it was like, yeah, Shang-Chi has this really uh, potential to be kind of like a Bruce Lee-ish type of film. I mean, it, it was like, like in previous years, it was more like, uh, you know, the Kung Fu TV series with an actual guy who is truly Asian as opposed to someone playing an Asian role who was not. And, you know, he was fighting against this drug lord or criminal overlord that ended up being related to him. I don't want to do any spoilers for it. Um, so it's really cool. And in later years, it was like Bruce Lee Game of Death where he's the secret agent or enter the dragon where he's this, you know, he's a shield agent and he's going around doing that. So either way would be incredible. I really hope it's the latter, but what I was so disappointed about an iron fist um, was, it was like watching iron fist, but with Anakin Skywalker from the prequels all over again, he was just so, he was whiny. He was so whiny. And it was like, he, you know, Iron Fist wasn't. He was like, again, he was Caucasian, but he was like the Caucasian version of Bruce Lee. Um, an angel just got their wings. But, oh, but no, it was um, it was such a good, um, you know, the, it's such a good setup. And I was hoping that we'd see more of that. So I'm hoping when they do the Shang-Chi movie that it'll be more along the lines of the original material. Yeah, hopefully they'll look at it like as far as Iron Fist, like, all right, that's what we should have did with that and then take this next level with it. That's what I hope. Right. Also, a huge opportunity for some major tie-ins. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the Ten Rings is pretty formidable and it's been teased a number of times. Yep. We saw it in Iron Man 1 even. Yeah. Yeah, so Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 
two, no, right. three. Three, yeah. With the Each mix. gave us taste of the Ten Rings. Right. Tony Stark's character is gone, at least for now. But if, if there's some serious tie-ins that could happen. They could shoot a little bit back in time. They could move forward with... I, I've seen Marvel always moving forward. Right. You know, you've got a number of team-ups that still have to happen. I think you're going to get the Young Avengers. I think you're going to get something more galactic, something more in space to deal with that. So you could end up with two or three different team-up efforts out right. of all everything that, that uh, Marvel is putting out there, which is really just awesome. Yeah, and the way Marvel writes, I think they're pretty genius with how they do their storylines and yeah. even the um, dialogue between the characters. So I think they're smart enough to take all of these things and be able to weave them together and make something where, like, Everyone who talks about it is like, wow, I didn't even need to see that coming. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they do. But uh, I definitely think that uh, Young Avengers is going to happen. Because that's a whole nother realm of marketing for younger kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, that's, and I'm, that's honestly, smart, too. Yeah, that's brilliant marketing if they take that, you know. Because not only do kids want to be, you know, their favorite Marvel character but now they can be a young marvel character yeah they definitely would do that well and and even like the way marvel's done it is even if you've read the material like um when you watch the movies they've changed it just enough that you still don't know what's happening going in like um winter soldier you know obviously anyone who read ed brubaker's captain america around that time period knew who the winter soldier was and all that information but I never saw the Hydra infiltration of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the end of that. That was from like a completely different storyline. And just the fact that they pulled that off and it had such repercussions across the rest of the movies and <clears throat> the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. That's It played really well off into the TV show because they changed the yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show basically through the first season. And one of the main characters was revealed to be a Hydra agent. And it was a character that you already liked. And he became like you wanted to hate him after that because it was all the the good guy part of him was an act. And it was really a shame that Marvel television got away from yeah. the continuity because they could have really played with that for for several seasons. They could have, and they kind of just went a different route. And I wouldn't say it's it's lost interest for me. I think they still have a fan base, and people were still watching it. Right, but I think that they lost an opportunity there by not having the continuity. Yeah, yeah. Good. You're talking about um, the young Avengers and how you're reaching a new, you know, you're, you're you're really plugging into a younger fan base. Look at Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Look at the success Spider-Man has had. <clears throat> it's because young people associate with Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and Peter Parker. That and then a whole different realm was all about the Spider-Verse. So yeah, yeah. I mean that was an animated series movie. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, di- di- different. I think different. Like ages and levels like that, like like you said, what's this dude? What's this name? Ar- Andrew Garfield or whatever. That dude was he was like Skirker's age, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Playing a high school kid, you know. Although that? he looked younger than Tobey Maguire. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I can pass as a high school skit kid. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you know you could. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I'd love to see where Sony in a nursing home. Miles yeah. Morales character. I hope they make yeah, an actual. I really hope they do yeah. an action movie with him. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. Yeah. I um so another movie that they're doing is Eternals and I'm actually really excited about that one. It's uh 
It's kind of along the realms of the Inhumans, but should be better. They could have done really well with the Inhumans, too. And the TV show was just it just seemed to be poorly planned. But um, the Eternals are basically like these immortal characters that Thor faced, all the Marvel heroes have faced, and they exist on that cosmic scale. But the my most exciting part about that is, yeah, there's all of that. It looks like the actors are great. They're going to play the roles. But they're introducing the Black Knight to the MCU. And the Black Knight was always one of my favorite Avengers. And he played along during this time period in the early 90s. Oh, the Martin Lawrence movie. I've seen it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> they, they stayed close to the Marvel material. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Martin! Yeah. But, uh, but no, so he was an Avenger and, you know, he falls under this curse of the Ebony Blade. And there was a time period in the 90s where he came back to the Avengers and Cersei from... The Eternals was an Avenger, and they developed this bond and relationship. And at the time, he he had this like laser sword and stuff like that. And it was a it was yeah it was ba- well they couldn't say that right 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 because there there were some trademarks <laughs> it was a laser. yeah it was a laser sword but uh so in fact it was like a, it was called a stun sword or something like that. But you can get all the collected editions. Um, I can post them for that. But it was a. Uh, it was a really good story run, and it was a time in the Avengers where none of the big three were Avengers. Right. There was no Captain America, there was no Thor, and there was no Iron Man. So it was these secondary characters that had to basically carry the series. Captain America would pop in here and there, but uh, he had stuff going on in his own series. So it was like Hercules, Cersei, uh, Crystal of the Inhumans, the Black Knight, the messed up vision that was uh that was basically mind wiped and some other characters that were just like and the writers and the artists carried it so well and it lasted for a long time until it ended i think it ended right around um avengers number 375 and it was it was such a great storyline that i hope they really um kind of play upon that in the eternals film the eternals as as far as earth based protecting earth or if they use them more cosmically. I really hope they do the cosmic thing because that I seems to be too. the pattern. Um, I really want to see Nova and I'm hoping that he appears in Guardians of the Galaxy eventually. So I, I know this uh, this round seems to be more, I mean, it's, it's a mixture, honestly, because you have Thor, Doctor Strange, the Eternals, and that seems to be kind of like the, and Guardians of the Galaxy, the next one, that kind of seems to be the cosmic portions and then you have Shang-Chi uh Black Widow and the next Spider-Man and that seems to be more of kind of like you're down the earth well, I think what you'll see is the television series or the the, the Disney live stream series right. carrying the story the earth story a little bit more and theatrically going a little bit more yeah cosmic I do still want to see, like, at the end of it all, like, I still want to see that one big movie again that has everybody. And I would love for the Hulk to continue a storyline. I mean, Mark Ruffalo has done such a great job with that role. I want to see Hulk go world breaker on There's a reason. Yeah. Universal has the rights to Hulk, except for an Avenger movie, right? Or something. Yeah, he and can, they, and yeah. they came off the rights for the first, for the Edward Norton Hulk movie. Right. And that kind of went south. So that they promised Universal has promised they'll never never be a standalone Hulk movie. Right. 
the, yeah, they have they have all of the uh, rights to distributing the standalone, and but they, he can be used in ensemble movies. So that's why they did his storyline over Avengers two and Thor to Thor, and then to the two Avengers films. So I mean, if you wiped out like any other parts of those movies except for the Hulk portion, like if you edit it. You I'm sure you could probably do a Hulk arc. movie. Yeah. Yeah, a whole character arc. But a while ago, uh, Del Toro was uh, planning a Hulk TV series. Now, I don't know if the rights for TV are different. Well, they announced she <clears throat> Right. That's been announced. Yep. She-Hulk should be great. So hopefully he'll be in that. But I know the Hulk TV series, it was supposed to be like a horror film, a horror movie, <laughs> a horror TV series. <clears throat> but yet he was also going back to the old Bill Bixby days where he was traveling around. To the different areas, which I thought was like a really cool concept. Well, there was a recent article with Edward Norton that he had actually mapped out the next two or three Hulk movies, and they were going to be dark, like we're right. talking about. Yeah, and he, it just never surfaced. And the current series by Al Ewing is really—it's it, horror-based, man. There are some parts of it you're like, oh, it's—it's it's almost like some of the like some of the issues. It's like watching um, John Carpenter's Thing movie for the first time, you know, where everything's all calm, and all of a sudden it's like. <laughs> So, and for those of you that couldn't see that, I just made a really weird noise and made like my face was exploding. Yeah, um, it actually exploded. Yeah, it did. And then went back to place. So but the, it, go ahead. No, so I was just hoping with that. But yeah, I forgot about She-Hulk was announced too. Yeah, well, I, wish we had, I wish I had a complete list sitting in front of me. But yeah, they have um, She-Hulk, which should be really great depending on um, who they get to play the role. Robin Rousey. <laughs> I guess. She cut her finger off in that one, one and continued the scene. Mic drop. I don't know. I don't know if she's a good actress or not, but that's pretty tough to me. Expendables three. Yeah. I have a question for Gary and Tim. So okay. experts on this. So you have the Earth-based movies and like the cosmic-based movies, mm-hmm. and it seems Marvel how they intertwine everything. What storyline do you think that's going to lead to where you have those two merging together to come together to, you know, make one big movie like The Avengers? You're going to face the Ninja Turtles. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I'd be okay with old Ninja Turtles, not the new ones that they've made. True. Anyway. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of the name of the bad guy now. I feel so stupid for Shredder. to say it. Yeah, Shredder. The turtles, the turtles are in this movie. <laughs> Don't be surprised, man. Oh, yeah, the turtles, they're, yeah. Donatello's coming back. Man. Definitely Shredder. Um, Avengers in a half shell. Yeah, turtle crying. power. Moon Knights. Nemesis. Oh, she cut. <laughs> Playing Mongoose by itself. <laughs> Moon Knights Nemesis. Uh, Somehow. Pearl. No, that's not right. Hmm. I can't think of it. He's... He kind of takes it upon himself to travel through time and constantly. Raoul Bushman? Uh, Conchu. No, that's no. the god that Frenchy. gives him his powers. Frenchie. French Spectre. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of talk out there about about him being one of the... <laughs> Stop reading all <laughs> yeah, He's had a colorful supporting cast in the comics. Frenchie's like his sidekick. Oh, man. And pilot. No, it just it just introduced him in the in the annual. Oh yeah, I, I haven't read the annual yet. I can't. But he's purple. <laughs> he wears like a purple uniform. I can't think of it. Oh. Anyway, he's, he's someone who's constantly trying to acquire these pieces of Egyptian hieroglyphics that um, Moon Knight has. 
and I think that he's going to be he's going to be someone. There's talks about him being a good adversary for. Um, oh, Kang the Conqueror. Kang, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was not even thinking King of Kang. That's it, the Conqueror. I think that's. I think he's a tie-in. Yeah, he, okay. uh, Kang's actually a um, – I mean, he's been around for a while too. He was introduced in the 60s in Fantastic Four. He's been an enemy of uh, the Avengers. And when he's written in a certain way, he's really cool because he, he's written as a conqueror, a, a warlord that comes over and blazing guns and leads armies in the battle and has fought toe-to-toe with Captain America in hand-to-hand combat. So he's a he's a great character. He's if they a bring traveler. And I think uh, Marvel got the rights back for him because – his rights went with the Fantastic Four, so I think when yes. they got Fox, Kang's back, so he would be a great foil. And he's a good tie. He may not be the ultimate right. bad guy, but he he can span over multiple cinematic adventures, right? Throughout different um, Marvel characters, and kind of tie everything together. With Moon Knight being the the um, the good guy who ties everything together, right? And then you you would have, I mean. We're talking about time travel again and changing the past and changing the future and all that fun stuff. So if if Marvel ever gets in trouble cinematically, Robert Downey Jr. could easily return. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a storyline for bringing him back. So could Michael J. Fox, I think. <laughs> Doc! Only if he had a hoverboard. Yeah. yeah. Doc! We gotta get to the clock tower. But uh, I... Uh... <laughs> the the uh, soundtrack would all be Huey Lewis. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> It's the power of love. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, anyway, the uh, no Kang would be a. I, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to introduce him, especially since he also played a big part in Thor for a while as well. Um, what I really hope they do is there's all this lead up, and I hope the next big either probably Phase Ten ensemble film that this all leads to is the Marvel Universe versus Galactus. Mm. Yes. And that's that's where I think that's headed. Right, because Galactus is just his force of nature, and they definitely need to keep him the big purple guy. That uh, yes, it's, yeah, it's kind of funny. The two villains that we picked were are both purple, but um, so instead of doing the nebulous cloud that they did in the second Fantastic Four movie, um, but there was a way Warren Ellis wrote for Ultimate Universe, um. He wrote this Galactus story that was in three parts, and it was f- freaky the way it led up. And then when Galactus finally attacked, it was even freakier. So um, if they take any story elements from that, it would be great. But and it's a way to introduce the Fantastic Four, the Silver Surfer, and then split off from all of that. So that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the neck that it all, especially since they're spreading out to the cosmic world and they're talking about celestials again. And well, and if they're introducing that. certain characters like Adam, right? It's been teased. Yeah. And then Nova. I mean, they. It's got to be an adversary big enough to right. kind of take on all of them. And don't forget, Captain Marvel still. She hasn't even morphed into who she is. Yeah. Her most powerful. Exactly. So there's a lot to happen there in the next. I mean, you got to realize what they do, three phases to get us to the end of right. this last movie, to get us to through this saga. I think Captain Marvel's close, though, because her hair keeps getting shorter, and yeah. as soon as she gets that mohawk, she's there. She's there. You know what I mean? There you go. So, but, I mean, and I can see the lead up into Galactus, too, almost similar to, like, uh, Star Trek uh, Four with the uh, 
with the whales or the first one with V'ger where it's like... I thought we were going where they went and found God. No, no, I was. I like that one, but what? We'll we'll save that for the Star Trek. Oh we'll save that for the Star Trek episode. Yes. Dio's looking forward to that one. I am um, Spock. That's probably the only word you even know. You're like, yes, I am Spock. 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 Doctor Spock is my favorite. Yeah, that's, I, that's, no, that's it. No, they have this like this nebulous foreign thing that slowly is coming towards Earth and leaving destruction in its yes. wake. And I can see that kind of being the general theme over the next few films of Galactus. And then it would culminate where Earth becomes a stopping point. You finally have all these galactic heroes and the Earth's Avengers and everyone culminating to take that on. Yep. And I think that's very, I think it's predictable, but I think that's the right route to go for now. Right. But I can't predict anything the MCU's done yet. I mean, they end up surprising me. So I hope that's true just because I always like the Galactus stories. Good thing is we have it on recording, so if you're wrong, we can all make fun of you. Yeah. That is right. right. We're geniuses. Yes. That's true. Flip side, you're right. And we'll, Fagan needs to have a conversation with us. And we'll do a whole episode of where Zach was wrong, and we get to call him out. So let's, let's yeah. finish up with... <laughs> that's not going to be hard. Though. Let's finish up the episode with, with what if. Okay. So... What if what? There's all the L. Who's on first? <laughs> I can go anywhere without. The what if series. Yes. What would you like to see done? What's the one Marvel zombies? I mean, the funny thing is, you don't have it's to go planned. with yeah. You don't have to go with the existing what if series. Right. You can go with the cinematic universe and go, what if this had happened instead of this? Right. That would be a good time for them to introduce uh, Miles Morales. It would. Yeah. What if Miles Morales was yeah. the Spider-Man instead of Peter Parker? Yeah. Man, that'd be cool. My favorite one, and they won't be able to do it unless they make a whole new deal with Sony. Um, is uh, it was the second what if series. Um, I think it was issue four, maybe. It was what if the uh alien symbiote had bonded with someone else, and throughout the whole story, and this was prior to Venom and all of that before even the creation of the character. It was um, it jumped from Spider Man to Thor to the Hulk to all these. So imagine, I now I know in uh. I know Donny Cates is doing stuff with that in the current. Um, it is awesome. Yeah, in the current car- Carnage event, which is incredible. But this was like prior to all that; it hadn't even been done yet. And at the time, like the symbiote was thought to be dead. Um, so they did this one story with it bonding with somebody else, and it was it was pretty sweet. So I would love to see that one. But um, I don't know. There's a few others that were really good. That they're actually, I don't know, It's they're kind of doing them. Because there's another one, what if Conan existed in modern times? Well, he is in Savage Avengers right now. Yeah, that's one of the things I find interesting is a lot of the what ifs I would have had, they're doing. Yeah. But they've turned them into storylines. But seeing them in the movies would be kind of, or it's going to be animated, I believe. So seeing the animated version would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what if MCU had all the rights to all their characters? <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, that would be great. It's like, what if Tupac and Biggie was still just, alive? Yeah, just be exactly. A, just be a blacked out silhouette. What if this guy yeah. actually was still owned by Marvel? Exactly. That, that That's my favorite what if to see, is what if all the characters are under the MCU banner so we didn't have to have this heartache over Spider-Man again. Right. But, uh, no, it, it, I'm interested in that series. I'm looking forward to it. So I guess I want to finish up the episode with do a whole roundtable question real quick with, you know, I said a whole roundtable, like it's, there's not just four of us, um, and go around and just say, ask each guy what movie or TV series 
you're most excited about or what movie and what TV series are you most excited about? So you can cheat and pick two things coming up. So we will start with the illustrious Dio. Mm, what movie? Um, I would say I, I actually want to see what they do um, with the Thor, the Thor movie. You know, the um, what was it Love and Thunder? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that what I'm trying to see. Yeah, that's what it's called. I'm just thinking that should be your new nickname. What up, Love and Thunder? See, the Lego looks, or the Lego looks like a, a He-Man intro. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lego and Thunder. There it is. I want to see what they do with that, what that's about. I mean, obviously, I want to see the other um, Spider-Man, too. You know what I mean? As well, not too. But um, in the TV series, I want um, to see the, the Ten Rings. I need to see that. I want to see what that does. All right. Yeah, oh, that's, uh, that's the movie that's Shang-Chi. Great. Oh, I thought it was a TV series. No. Nah. I want to see that movie then. <laughs> I want to see all the movies then. How about that? <laughs> Gotta pick one. I like Zach. Right. Okay, one. If I picked one movie, it's gonna be Thor: Love and Thunder. All right. Okay, I guess you're next. You guess uh, Zach is next. I'm, I guess Doctor Strange. Okay. That's what I'm looking forward to. I like that first one. A little trippy, a little trippy, but it was definitely a. Uh, Unique, I think, among the Marvel movies. So, curious to see where that one goes. And what TV series? Um, I don't know. I don't know which ones are coming out. Oh, uh, you mean yeah? Girls twelve. Yeah, you haven't listened to the entire. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm just you have that flashlight on that pen, just blind them. Whenever you get uncomfortable, <laughs> blind them. <laughs> He's like a ninja. He blinds yeah. you and disappears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so She-Hulk, uh, Moon Knight, Hawkeye, oh, WandaVision, Moon Knight. Oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you're a Batman fan. So yeah, that's Moon Knight a, yeah. is basically the Marvel Batman. Yeah. schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah. Well, guy dresses up as a bat. Yeah. He's just, he's just a bird. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's not schizophrenic. He's completely in control of his <laughs> mental abilities. I mean, Batman of Zenera? Come on now. When you have a mental defense or a defense against mental attacks. That's purple and yellow. And he carries a baseball bat. Yeah. Talks to the bat. Dio's like, I have no clue what you guys <laughs> are really talking don't. about. Yeah. You guys yeah. were just all in just now, though. There was a storyline by Grant Morrison, who I'm sure we'll discuss uh, in the future. And just to let you know, when Grant Morrison writes, he likes to alter his perceptions while he writes. I like it. Yeah. Oh, so he may chemically <laughs> enhance his altered perception. <laughs> Not even may. He flat out admits I'm with that, that. He does. That's cool. And that's while he writes. And when you read it, you're like, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Timothy. Well, for movies, I, I, Eternals, I think because it's one of the closest ones to coming out. And I think that whatever comes out next in the movies is going to have to set a major stage. All right. And I'm really looking forward to that stage and how it sets. And we'll see whether the Eternals are on Earth or Cosmic to start with. But... We'll see how that plays out. I think you'll see Cosmic and then the back Earth, kind of like what we were just talking about. The shows, uh, Moon Knight is very interesting to me because it, it just spans so many different Marvel storylines. Mm-hmm. But since Zach took that, I'll, I'll go back to the Hawkeye series because I'm looking forward to, they've already said that Jeremy Renner was quoted last week, or the last week of saying that um, 
the Kate Bishop character is a much better him, mm-hmm. a much much better Hawkeye, just a better person, just better at what they do. And it's about him teaching Kate Bishop all of his skills, but none of his character flaws, none of his you know issues that he has. Right. And you're going to see an introduction to the Young Avengers, but that is absolutely coming. It's just a matter of time. And I think that that series is really going to set that tone. Well, I like Jeremy Renner, the way he's done Hawkeye. Like, and you've seen him be like that paternal figure, like in the last movie, obviously with his own daughter and in the second Avengers where he's like coaching the Scarlet Witch on during that moment, the final battle where she's like, she's kind of wigging out and he's like, there are gods all around. There's hulks. <laughs> I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. Right. I have a bow and arrow. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he does so well. So that's cool. I, I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, since everyone else has chosen everything that I like. No. Um, the one TV show that hasn't been spoken of that much that I'm really super looking forward to is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, it's continuing on the Captain America story. Uh, it, it was done really well in the comics. Yep, Zemo is coming back. Uh, the villain from uh, Winter Soldier or from Civil War, and those two interact really well. Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. Um, that just how they played off of one another in the movies. They're they're kind of like well disdain for one another right now. Like it, it, I can't wait to see how that kind of unfolds. Movie wise. It, it's a. I'm probably gonna have to go with the Thor one. I mean, I, I want to say Eternals because I'm excited about that one too. But man, the last Thor was done so well. It was done so yeah, and it, it's the same creative team, same cast. Natalie Portman's coming back. I, I I'm really looking forward to that one, and I hope they keep that same cinematography. Like I just watched that in Aquaman back to back and it was like now I need to go watch Flash Gordon from the <laughs> 80s because it was that same cinematography you know it was just so it was kind of interesting to see and the same type of uh, <clears throat> soundtrack choices oh, yeah. soundtracks are everything it is and uh, like you know Mike Valiant one of our team members has quoted um, they always say that some of the guys that say that uh, you know Donny Cates and Jason Aaron They've said that Thor essentially needs to be a uh, a metal soundtrack. Yeah. And I, I just think that's the coolest concept. It's absolutely right. Like how they uh, did with uh, well, the, the last Thor. The logo's on board with that. Yeah. And you, yeah. Get, you get the feel that they're pushing a certain direction. metal logo. Yeah. <laughs> Some glam metal. Yeah. Yeah, like they had Zeppelin playing during the final battle of the last Thor. Yes, they did. So it was, I mean, it's just such a cool concept. All right. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's it for tonight. Thank you for spending the last however long this podcast is going to be with us. And see. Microphone